Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. The season is changing. The leaves are changing. The garden has changed a lot since summertime. Monarch butterflies where I live are migrating to warmer climates. It's time for a change. But what does change really mean? What happens? Is change a bad thing? What is bad? On the other hand, what is good? But we do know it happens. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha. I am so happy you're back. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about change and contributions. But before we get started, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And of course, I would like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making it available wherever you are at. Let's get started. I'm thinking about a garden. Maybe it's a little personal. I have a garden. I like gardening. It took me a long time to develop a what most people would call a green thumb. And to be honest, sometimes my thumb is not very green. And so that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, my non-green thumb. The times when I plant things and it doesn't work. I may put a seed in the ground or most recently a friend gave me a plant and it was doing great until I changed its location. Then it wasn't doing so great. We have to be sensitive, don't we? Where we put our plants and how we care for the young seedlings. I think as I reflect on on taking care of plants and changing environments, I think we have to think about that even for ourselves. Change means to move from one state to another state. When we are in the midst of change and it's uncomfortable for us, we do something to resist the change and that's pretty normal. When we are accustomed to change and we're accustomed to 
how our body feels with change, we're less resistant because we've got some experience. My plant was outside and it was getting chilly. So the leaves were dying. I moved it inside because I didn't want this plant to die. It was a gift and plus I really really like plants. When I moved it inside I put it near a nice warm sunny window. I gave it a little bit of extra attention kept the soil moist and lo and behold it looks beautiful right now. I didn't panic. I knew I couldn't leave the plant in the same location where it was chilly because in the summertime that plant was was doing fine but the environment had changed so it was time to move and so with us sometimes it's time to move when the environment tells us that we are not thriving we're not growing and there's elements in the environment that prevents us from thriving and from growing sometimes it's time for a change many times it may mean for us to open up our perspective maybe by getting more education maybe getting involved in different groups a lot of that helps open up our perception and that's a change because sometimes we reach a level of our expertise and the reason uh, change is uncomfortable is because we're moving to a higher state a, a new level and we need to get knowledgeable about that next level sometimes when especially when we're working with a group of people have you ever worked in a group is sometimes it's kind of challenging to work with a group and to achieve a mission. Everyone has different personalities. Everyone has different opinions and values. And sometimes working in a group, if the group does not have a solid mission and focus, and a purpose, the group can flounder. It can just stay put and look like it's productive, but nothing's really coming out. It's time for a change. <laughs> if you are in a group and you've been working in that group for several months and nothing is coming productive out of that group, it may be time to evaluate different ways things are being done and and you have to be open to do that and that's a process because we don't want to feel like we're a failure we don't want to feel like I've been working in this team or I've been working in this group and nothing has come out of it and it's not my fault we have to let that that reaction put it on a sticky note and tell that that thought 
it has to be quiet for a little bit because what you really want to do is to find out why this team or this group is not working as well as it can be. And so we want to look at the contribution of each member on our team. Whether it's your team at work or if it's your team at school. A lot of students are working in a lot of different groups and sometimes it's their first time. Maybe it's a science project. And sometimes it's the team within our own family unit. It's important to look at the contribution of each team member. If a team wants everybody to look and act like each other, everyone is the same way, that team, may I humbly say, is going to reach a point that it will not produce because it will reach its limitation very quickly. If you have a more diverse team, your group will tend to be very productive if you know how to appreciate each member on that diverse group. This is what I mean by diverse. To appreciate each member for their differences. Some people will work really great with a lot of detail. Some people just want to get to the point. Some people need to kind of think things over. Some people will be very quiet. Some people will like to talk a lot. And if you have a lot of different personalities on your team, in your group, at your school, in your home, you have the best team ever. Because each member of that team can look at whatever you're working at from a different perspective. And so when you're finished with your project, you have really got something that has been developed from all sorts of different angles and dimensions because you have a diverse group. A three-dimensional diverse project. Have you ever heard of Myers-Briggs? It's a personality um, evaluation tool and what it does is it helps people learn what their personality type is and the, and the traits they have in their personalities. A lot of leaders and companies use this tool to find out the the quality of their organization by having people do this Myers-Briggs tool and it's really really cool I I've used it and when I used it I used it on myself first it helped me realize that different people work 
differently on different aspects of a project. And so when I did team building, um, I would teach people about the Myers-Briggs. And I would have them do a little section on the Myers-Briggs. And majority of the time, people were astounded. They felt like that there's nothing wrong with me. It's just it's my personality. And it would be kind of a, a sigh of relief. And people would laugh. And, and there was acceptance. And when we approached the, the project, whatever it was, we knew exactly who to assign to different parts of that project because let's say you know something involved a lot of detail and numbers we knew that we could give that to you know this person over here Joe Joe and 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 you know some couple of other people who were just like like Joe could guide that team and when we got whatever they came up with we knew it was solid and in some people Maybe they weren't into the big details, but they had a really great broad overview of how things are supposed to go. And so those people are also very valuable to your team. Because if you're getting ready to to present your product to your teacher or to your your CEO or to your department head, you want to do a rough run, a rough dry presentation and so these people with these broad visions are really great on your team. It's about contribution. It's about not looking at people in a way that, well, they don't fit our team because they don't look like us. Actually, it's they fit our team because they're not like us. It's a totally different perspective. And so, it may be time for a change. When you look at your group and it's not producing, just like my plant, the plant had signs that it wasn't doing pretty good. The leaves were turning brown, it wasn't growing, it started to get limp. If I didn't change something, that plant wouldn't be luscious and green as it is today. So, what we've been talking about is not only about change, but the symptoms of change when, when it's ready to change. And then, using a diverse group, a diverse look, at the contributions of a team to bring things back to life. I hope that you have a great week and this gives you a new perspective about change. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. 
Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.